electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Welcome back. SoftBank-owned Arm reporting declining revenues and narrowing profits in its IPO filing last night, bringing into question what the fate looks like for this company, backed by SoftBank founder and CEO Masayoshi Son, what it will look like, what this big debut, uh, likely to be the biggest debut of the year, has in store. Our dear Jabosa takes a closer look at his moves in today's Tech Check. Katie. LP, at the heart of this, Masayoshi Son, he has said that he wants SoftBank to lead the AI revolution. Arm could help that case. But right now, Arm's biggest market is smartphones, and that is in decline. That shows through in its financials. You mentioned it, shrinking revenue and narrowing profitability. And even a successful IPO may not make up for other potentially bigger missed opportunities. Perhaps the biggest AI black eye for Masasan is his miss on NVIDIA, the undisputed AI winner. In 2020, SoftBank wanted to sell ARM to NVIDIA, but ultimately couldn't get it past the regulators. The information notes that it would have given SoftBank a $25 billion stake in the chipmaker that would be worth nearly $100 billion today given NVIDIA's giant run-up this year. Now, that would have been a nearly fourfold return in just a few years, and far better than a doubling of arms since SoftBank bought it in 2016 for $31 billion if it manages to be valued at $60 billion when it goes out. That is the lower range of its reported target valuation for this IPO. Now, in fact, if ARM, even if it goes out at the top of that range, $70 billion, the return for SoftBank still underperforms the NASDAQ during that period. So even if you chalk that up to regulators, though, and say that, okay, this was out of SoftBank's control, don't forget that SoftBank bought a 5% stake in NVIDIA itself in 2017. It sold that stake a year and a half later for a tidy $3.3 billion gain. Nothing to scoff at there. But had it held on, it would have been worth tens of billions of dollars. And given Masasan and SoftBank's the AI credibility that they really need right now to go out and sell ARM to public investors. Now, of course, guys, Buffett says that in the long term, the market is a weighing machine. It is possible that ARM creates a ton of value in the public markets, maybe even rivaling that of NVIDIA. But at the moment, that seems far off. There's still a lot of road and uncertainties ahead. And Masasan, remember, earlier this year, he said that he is going on the offensive for his strategy, he wants to invest again, but for now, he will have to play a fair amount of defense as he sells ARM's AI narrative, which at best, I think, is a little cloudy given that F1. Well, and Deirdre, I'm, I'm just thinking about SoftBank's recent IPOs here in the U.S. WeWork, we know what happened there. Uber, we know what happened there. I mean, is this going to be different? Is there anything that they're doing differently to try and uh, make sure it's a bit more successful, at least in terms of, you know, the actual debut itself? That's a great question. And it really underlines the idea that Masasan needs a win. Sort of the freshest memories of SoftBank we have are WeWork and Uber. And Uber barely trading at its IPO price years on from that IPO. I mean, he's kind of running the same playbook. If we take, let's say, the valuation in the private markets, that private transaction moving 
arm from the Vision Fund to SoftBank. It was valued at $64 billion. That's within the range. That was back in 2019, according to a few sources. Um, however, that is at the high range. You look at sort of the Wall Street notes. Bernstein says that ARM should be worth about $40 billion if you look at its comps in the public market. So he's shooting high, but have you ever known Masasan to do anything otherwise? Sometimes it pays off. Alibaba, right? That gave him the reputation to even do this, raise $100 billion for the Vision Fund. NVIDIA could have been the second Alibaba, or at least come close to it, but it's sold out of that. So, you know, he still has work to do. And Hopefully, he's hoping, certainly, that ARM can be that. ARM Holdings finally uh, had its filing to go public yesterday afternoon. That means releasing financial details. And, well, they aren't maybe as exciting as you would think for the most exciting IPO or biggest one in two years. Deirdre Bosa looking into that in today's Tech Check. Deirdre? Yeah, so, Kelly, this could be the largest IPO of the year. So the stakes are high here, not just for the IPO market at large, but for SoftBank itself. Um, a lot of the chatter out there, you said it, around that F1 filing is around ARM's declining revenue growth and narrowing profitability. So if you value the company like a chip company, the one that it is now, i.e. it derives most of its revenue from the smartphone market, um, it looks closer to an AMD, more in line with the rest of the chip industry. If you think that ARM is the next AI play, then sure, maybe it gets closer to an NVIDIA-like multiple, but the evidence isn't there right now. And convincing investors of that could be tough for Masasan and SoftBank. Investors in this case might be wise to remember that his recent um, that his remember his recent IPO history. He and SoftBank are behind some of the biggest IPO disappointments in recent history. There's Uber. And of course, we work in both cases. He bid them up too high in the private markets for the public markets just to value them significantly lower. And Kelly and Tyler, Masasan may be running the same playbook here once again in a private transaction. Arm was valued at $64 billion. And again, as I made this comparison, that is closer to an NVIDIA-like uh, valuation than it is the broader chip space. Yeah, when you look at uh, people are talking, and you talk, said about it last night on Fast Money, I believe it was, um, valuation somewhere between anywhere between 40 and 80 billion. I don't know what the number was. That's a, a broad number. And their revenues are a little north of 2 billion. So that puts a multiple of sales uh, really, really high. Yes, that is certainly the case. And then you look at all the risk factors as well. You know, I outlined the reason why this isn't an NVIDIA right now. It's end markets right now is smartphones. That's where it derives a lot of its money. But also, this is a company that is very much tied to China, gets a lot of its revenue from there as well. And you know what? It doesn't have any control over its unit there either. So that's a risk for investors. Um, but, you know, Masasan has always been one to try and get as much value as he can. That hasn't worked recently. So he needs this win. He needs this to be priced well to get out there. Right now, though, it's looking a little dicey. We will see, though, because mm -hmm. another side of this are the anchor investors that are going to come in. It's been rumored that an Amazon or an NVIDIA could get into this name as it goes public, and that could provide a boost of confidence to public market And we're investors. looking at NVIDIA there up a, a paltry 1,200% since uh, May 24th, 2017. Hmm. Deirdre? You know, that could have been Masasan's investment as well. Back in, I think it was 2017, he invested in NVIDIA. He sold the stake made a gain of about $3.3 billion. That's a lot. But had he held on, <laughs> Tyler, oh it would have been worth 
a heck of a lot more. That would have plastered over a lot of errors that he has made over time. It would have plastered over probably WeWork and Uber, giving him some more credibility yep. for this one. Well, Dee, good to see you. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.